Welcome to the latest edition of the Harness Take 10 podcast. My name is Andrew Thorpe. I'm head of the BVI litigation team at Harness, and I'm delighted to be joined by Jonathan Addo. Hi, Andy. For those of you who don't know me, I'm also a partner in the litigation department here in Sunny BVI. And Andy and I are going to discuss a recent development in our asset tracing world. Yes, thanks, Jonathan. Huge news from the Privy Council today. Uh, For those of you who are commercial litigators out there, you may well have been following the black swan story over the last few years and the ability to access freestanding injunctions in the British Virgin Islands and elsewhere. The Privy Council today, though, have, in a groundbreaking decision, really given us some clarity and and turned back the clock some 40 plus years. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think the majority in the Privy Council who wrote this quite spectacular judgment in respect of two aspects, which I'll touch on shortly, would say that the clock was turned forward because, in fact, what they have turned around and said is that the reasoning in a very well-known case called the Suskina, which has for over 40 years stood as authority for the proposition that freezing injunctions should be connected to the substantive cause of action in domestic proceedings, is legally unsound. So um, the Suskina, the the case we all learnt about at law school, has, has gone? Absolutely. It's going to be struck out. It's very narrow interpretation of interlocutory injunctions and the basis upon which a freezing injunction in that regard could be obtained has been effectively struck down by the majority law lords in the Privy Council case of Convoy Collateral and Broad Idea and Roy Cho. And it's quite a stunning read in the sense that for lawyers like you and I who have applied our trade in commercial litigation and commercial fraud, you know, to turn around and agree with us that the interpretation of both the manner in which you can obtain an injunction and the jurisdiction that a court has to grant an injunction was much broader than has always been considered is a good day for lawyers like us. Because obviously, you know, we've spent years litigating this point and and seeking to be proven right on it. And and we have been proven right. So in practice, what the courts are really looking at is safeguarding the ability to enforce a judgment somewhere in the world in support of foreign proceedings rather than being straightjacketed by having to focus on the actual cause of action pleaded there. This is to assist cross-border asset tracing, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And and more importantly, it's to protect something that the, the law lords, I think, very pithily put as the enforcement principle, which is a principle that was, I wouldn't say overlooked, but not properly considered in the Suskina. The Suskina it being a 1979 case, was pretty unfamiliar with the concept of the Moreva injunction and hadn't properly examined what the purpose of the Moreva injunction was and how it related to the proceedings that it sought to effectively protect. And so for some 40 years, jurists, common law jurists, lawyers, law students, all the way up to senior judges have proceeded on the basis that in order to obtain a freezing injunction, the relief had to be a pertinent to or ancillary to a substantive cause of action within the jurisdiction of the court. And depending on how broadly the court interpreted its jurisdiction, the freezing injunction relief would be granted accordingly or not, and often not, because often there'll be foreign proceedings or arbitrations that we're seeking freezing injunctions in support of. In the BVI, in the Eastern Caribbean Court of Appeal, they considered that that was the correct exposition of the law. And so overturned, which brings us to our second and perhaps more important point for the BVI, the black swan jurisdiction. We hear a lot about the black swan jurisdiction, um, especially offshore. Do you want to just describe to us exactly how that works? Yeah, so the assets that are held effectively 
by a nominee company or a nominee person in the BVI. It's what, what's also known as the Shabra jurisdiction in England. Those assets held by that person are not really the assets of that nominee. They are the assets of the defendant being sued elsewhere. And there is jurisdiction, particularly because the nominee is in the BVI and within the jurisdiction of the BVI court. Mr Justice Bannister, and now as affirmed by the law lords in the Privy Council, found that there is jurisdiction that he can cast over that person to freeze those assets pending enforcement of any judgment obtained elsewhere. And I think that's really important for the BVI especially, because until very recently we didn't have legislation which allowed for these freestanding injunctions. And second, given the nature of the asset holding vehicles often utilised by using BVI, that Chabra jurisdiction Black Swan Plus is, is actually essential for asset tracing exercises here. Yeah, absolutely. And But Black Swan as a jurisdiction has now been followed in other major international financial centres like England, like Cayman, like Hong Kong, because they have all recognised that the Siskina imposed an artificial impediment, uh, particularly where there are cases where, like the Siskina and, and Mercedes-Benz and Lydic, where contractors, counterparties have effectively been ripped off. There is no other way of them being able to satisfy a judgment at a later stage unless they have this relief in support of foreign proceedings. And so that's the most important element of Black Swan is that it allows there to be effective restraint or freezing relief in the BVI in support of action elsewhere. Because very often we are supporting onshore proceedings and we need to be able to afford comity to applicants, to parties elsewhere and to show that the BVI is a creditor-friendly jurisdiction. Well, I'm sure it sends a very strong message globally. So just summing up, the Siskina, after 44 years, has finally sunk um, Mm. and and the much-debated Black Swan jurisdiction has been proven at the very highest level to be good law. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's a good day for Mr Justice Bannister as well, who I I think in 2010 was ahead of the curve before his time in that thinking and he's been proven to be absolutely right on the law. That's brilliant, Jonathan. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Please look out for our next Take 10.